Welcome to episode 119 of the Truth Quest podcast, the truth about court packing. Before we get started, I want to ask you to do me a favor and share the show. If you're on social media and topics such as court packing, the Biden crime family, Breonna Taylor, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, or political sloganeering comes up, please share the topic-specific TruthQuest episode with your debate partner. Episodes are available on a host of platforms including iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, BitChute, Brighteon, and ThinkSpot. If you are listening to this on the Apple Podcast app, please take a moment and scroll down on the podcast page and give it a five-star rating. Another way you can help grow the show is to throw a small donation my way at the TruthQuest podcast patronage page. All donations will be used to drive awareness of the podcast through Facebook advertising. See this episode's show notes page at truthquest.podbean.com for details. And finally, please join the conversation on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash truthquestpodcast. So the National Democrats are threatening to pack the Supreme Court if and when Amy Coney Barrett's nomination is approved by the Senate, Biden wins the presidential election, and the Dems take back power in the Senate. In this episode, I want to accomplish three things. Number one, I want to explain what exactly court packing is, i.e. the actual definition, not what the Democrats have changed that definition to. Number two, I want to discuss the history of court packing. And number three, I want to explain how this threat fits into the National Democrats' broader strategy of one-party rule. So what does court packing or packing the court mean? Well, according to the National Democrats and their allies in the mainstream media, court packing is when the Constitution is followed and adhered to. Their definition is when a Republican-dominated Senate advises and consents on a Republican president's nominee in an election year. That's their definition of court packing. See, you must understand that it's not fair that Trump won the election in 2016. It's not fair that the mean old Republicans have a majority in the Senate and are doing exactly as prescribed by the Constitution. Trump should just wait and let the next president nominate someone to that vacant spot. Wah, wah, wah. After all, Obama nominated someone in his last year, and the Republican-dominated Senate refused to advise and consent to his nominee. And since that happened, it's, it's just not fair. This coming from the party who, when they were in the majority in the Senate under Harry Reid, eliminated the filibuster for judicial nominees. Hmm, Thank you very much for the confirmation of over 200 judges by Trump, by the way. This is coming from the same party who refused to allow debate and or negotiate with Republicans over the Affordable Care Act and passed it without a single Republican vote. This coming from the party who literally led a coup against Trump under false pretenses and with information known to be false. This coming from the party that, based on that information, false information, impeached the president. Yeah, I'd say go screw yourself, guys. This is far from the first time Democrats and mainstream media have changed the definition of a previously easily understood word in recent years. They have changed a whole host of definitions, including illegal immigration. They're not illegal. Abortion is a choice. Hate speech. It's whatever the mob disagrees with. Marriage means whatever you want. Healthcare, it's a constitutional right. Mostly peaceful protests, that includes rioters, looters, and arsonists. Oh, and voter suppression, that's the prevention of widespread voter fraud. And my favorite definition change is that of racism. Racism no longer means the belief that a particular race is superior to others or discrimination or prejudice based on race. 
No, the new definition of racism is more fluid, multifaceted, like mispronouncing Kamala Harris's name, or any societal structure that creates inequality, or not being anti-racist, or not making donations to a proper cause. I think you get my point. Anyways, the real definition of court packing is when the Congress adds seats to the court, which is currently set at nine, which where it's been since 1869. Now, why would this be a desirable pursuit, you may ask? Well, see, when your agenda is too radical to be affirmed through the normal legislative process, you need the court to act as a super legislative body and just decree things as constitutional. See, the problem is Americans think the Supreme Court issues rulings or decisions. You, you always hear or read, quote, the Supreme Court ruled today or, quote, the Supreme Court issued a decision today. Nothing could be further from the truth. They issue opinions, not rulings, not decisions. And furthermore, we, the people, the states, the president, Congress, are under no obligation to abide by Supreme Court opinions because, as the adage goes, opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got one and they all stink. And that includes the Supreme Court. If you think I'm full of it, listen to episode 16, then hit me up on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash truthquestpodcast and explain why. Nonetheless, as long as most people in America take the Supreme Court opinions as gospel truths, then I guess they are, in essence, a super legislative body. That's not what the Founding Fathers had in mind. So, presumably, a President Biden, oh, who are we kidding? If elected Biden, Biden ain't gonna last six months. He will step down and hand the reins over to the least vetted candidate for president in the history of the country, Kamala Totalitarian Harris. Make no mistake, if she is in charge of the executive branch and the Dems control Congress, they will indeed pack the court. Because with Amy Coney Barrett there, the court leans 5-4 conservative. So the Democrats will pack the court with liberal judges who will be sympathetic to their agenda. Liberal justices are liberals first, judges second and they do not care to judge the validity of a case based on the Constitution. They judge it by what they think the Constitution should say. Just so you understand, those who advocate for packing the court have no respect for you, no respect for the country, and no respect for the Constitution. They are advocating for the removal of one of the four checks and balances established by the Constitution. The three branches of government, the executive, legislative, and judicial, the fourth being the individual states. The people who advocate for packing the court know that their agenda is not popular. They know they could not get it through legislatively, so they pack the court with partisan hacks who will magically find their agenda constitutional. So you ask, has this ever happened before? Well, the short answer is no, although the idea was floated by Franklin Delano Roosevelt back in 1938. As described by Jacob Hornberger, quote, after Roosevelt assumed the presidency in 1933, he began revolutionizing America's economic system, i.e. the New Deal. Roosevelt's New Deal ran counter to the principle of economic liberty that had been guided America for the more than 100 years. Roosevelt did not pretend to seek a constitutional amendment to enact his welfare state. His position was that the Great Depression, as a national emergency, gave the government omnipotent powers to do what it needed to get out of the emergency. Never mind, of course, that the Constitution doesn't say that, end quote. So he was able to get a number of laws passed, 
establish many new federal programs and create new unconstitutional federal agencies to administer all of his glorious unconstitutional public works. If you paid the least bit of attention to any American history class that you ever took, you will be familiar with many of these. The Tennessee Valley Authority, the Agricultural Adjustment Act, the Civilian Conservation Corps, the WPA, the Works Progress Administration, the National Industrial Recovery Act. Remember Social Security? That came along at the same time. The National Labor Relations Act. There's many more. Well, fortunately for America as a whole, but unfortunately for Roosevelt, the Supreme Court actually did its job and declared, I mean opined, that many of his initiatives were unconstitutional. See, you can't find things like public works or a retirement insurance program or employment programs and labor laws in the Constitution. It's pretty simple analysis. Well, Roosevelt would have none of it. In 1937, he announced a plan to add enough liberal justices to the court to neutralize what he called the obstructionist conservatives. This court packing turned out to be unnecessary because soon after they caught wind of the plan, some of the conservative justices started voting to uphold New Deal projects, a phenomenon that historians call the switch in time that saved nine. Nonetheless, FDR's court packing scheme generated enormous opposition, including from Democrats. Despite FDR's popularity, people opposed his political tampering with the judiciary then, as time went on, as FDR was able to appoint justices to replace those who were voting against his schemes, he got what he wanted on a permanent basis. So, enough with the history lesson. Let's fast forward to today. What has Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden had to say about his party's court-packing threat? Well, in a word, nothing. For the longest time, he's refused to answer the question, are you in favor of packing the Supreme Court? He even told a reporter that voters do not deserve to know if he will pack the court before the election. Then just the other day, he punted by saying that if elected, he would create a bipartisan commission to study overhauling the nation's court system, which is getting out of whack, he said. In comments to 60 Minutes, Biden said the commission would consider over six months a number of alternatives that go well beyond packing. But what did Biden have to say about court packing before his party went batshit crazy and was commandeered by the radical left wing? Biden, then a U.S. senator from Delaware, made the following comments during a Senate Judiciary Committee hearing. Biden told the hearing that President Roosevelt clearly had the right to send the United States Senate and the United States Congress a proposal to pack the court. It was totally within his right to do that. He violated no law. He was legalistically absolutely correct, but it was a bonehead idea. It was a terrible, terrible mistake to make, and it put in question if for an entire decade the independence of the most significant body, including the Congress in my view, the most significant body in the country, the Supreme Court of the United States of America, end quote. That, my friends, is how someone with no principles can bounce around one day taking position number one while on the next day or three decades later taking the exact opposite position. At the end of the day, the National Democrats know that their agenda is not popular with the general public, not popular enough to garner enough congressional support to push it through legislatively. Therefore, their only options are executive orders and through the Supreme Court. They are simply taking a page out of the playbook of their Lord and Savior, Barack, I have a pen and I have a phone, Obama. Packing the Supreme Court is just the latest idea floated by the desperate Democrats to circumvent the will of the people and the Constitution. 
they have floated the idea of ending the filibuster in the Senate, which of course kills minority rights in that institution. They have discussed abolishing the Electoral College, which of course kills minority rights, that being the less populated states. Check out episode 34, The Truth About the Electoral College, for more on that. They have discussed statehood for Puerto Rico and Washington, D.C., which of course would mean the addition of four more Democrat senators, pretty much securing the Senate for a generation under Democratic control. They refuse to enforce federal immigration laws by advocating for open borders and granting immigrants both welfare and voting rights. They have endorsed and pushed for expanded vote-by-mail efforts, which grants them much easier opportunity to manufacture votes in areas and states where they come up short. Check out episode 104, The Truth About Vote-by-Mail, for more on that. They have created a dual justice system whereby national Democrats like Hillary Clinton, James Clapper, John Brennan, Hunter Biden, James Comey, Adam Schiff, Andrew McCabe, Lois Lerner, Bill Clinton, they can perjure themselves, commit federal crimes, and lie to the American people for years on end with no consequences. While their political foes are investigated, persecuted, impeached, shadow banned, prosecuted, and canceled for no reason, or for made-up reasons, or just because they disagree with the current view of the Democrats. These people are not interested in compromise. They do not want to debate or negotiate. They want one thing. One party rule. So they can ram down their unconstitutional, socialistic, taxpayer-funded abortion-on-demand, universal basic income, Medicare for All, Green New Deal, gun confiscation, open borders, speech police, cancel culture agenda down the throats of all of us rubes who are too stupid to know what is good for us. As much as I dislike South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham, his quote after the Brent Kavanaugh fiasco is fitting here when he said, God help us all if you guys, speaking to the Democrats in his committee, God help us all if you guys ever get power. No truer words have ever been spoken. And that's the truth about court packing. Please join the conversation on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash truthquestpodcast. 